Hi, this is Chloe Lockwood, your host of Chloe and Ava Stories, or at least one of them. Um, so, yesterday I started reading Die for Wicked by Jeff Kinney, the number one New York Times bestseller. Like I'm going to say again, I'd recommend getting the book and, like, following along with it. And if you haven't listened to the first part, I'd suggest you do that. Okay. I am starting off at October. Monday. Well, it's finally October. There are only 30 days left until Halloween. Halloween is my favorite holiday. Even though Mom says I'm getting too old to go trick-or-treating anymore. Dad, Halloween is Dad's favorite holiday, too, but for a different reason. On Halloween night, when the other parents are handing out candy... Dad is hiding in a in the bushes the big trash can full of water. If any teenagers pass by our driveway, he drenches them. Yeah! I'm not sure Dad really understands the concept of Halloween, but I'm not going to be the one who spoils his fun. Trick or treat. <laughs> Tonight was the opening of the Night of Crossland High School Haunted House, and I got Mom to agree to take me and Rolly. Rolly showed up at my house wearing his Halloween costume from last year. When I called him earlier, I told him just to wear regular clothes, but of course, he didn't listen. I've tried not to let it bother me too much, though. I've never been allowed to go to Crossland Haunted House before, and I wasn't going to let Rolly ruin it for me. Roderick has always told me about it, and I've been looking forward to go, looking forward to this for about three years. Anyway, when we got to the entrance, I started having second thoughts about going in. Good evening. But Mom seemed like she was in a hurry to get this over with, and she moved us along. Once we were through the gate, it was one scare after another. There were vampires jumping out at you and people without heads and all sorts of crazy stuff. But the worst part was this area called Chainsaw Alley. Where this big guy in a hockey mask and he had a... There was this big guy in a hockey mask and he had a real chainsaw. Roderick told me that the chainsaw had a rubber blade, but I wasn't taking any chances. Right when it looked like the chainsaw guy was about to catch us, Mom stepped in and bailed us out. That's not nice. I'm sorry, ma'am. Mom made the chainsaw guy show us where the exit was, and that was the end of our haunted house experience right there. I guess it was a little bit embarrassing when Mom did that. But I'm willing to let it go this one time. Saturday. The Crossland Haunted House really got me thinking. Those guys were charging five bucks a pop and the line stretched halfway around the school. I decided to make a haunted house of my own. Actually, I had to bring Rollian on the deal because Mom wouldn't let me convert our first floor into a out haunted mansion. I knew Rolly's dad wouldn't be crazy about the idea either, but so we decided to build, build the haunted house in his basement and just not mention it to his parents. 
Me and Raleigh spent most of the day coming up with an awesome plan for our haunted house. Here was our final plan. Hall of screens, lake of blood, bottomless pit, rat tunnel, maze of 1,000 skulls, knife alley, hand hall, death slide, and an acid lake. Exit. I don't mean to brag or anything, but what we came up with was way better than the cross in high school haunted house. We realized we were going to need to get the word out what we were doing this thing. So we got some paper and made up a bunch of flyers. On it, maybe we stretched the truth a little on our advertisement. But we had to make sure people showed up. Haunted house. Live shots. Out. 32 Surrey Street admission 50 cents at 3 p.m. By the time we finished putting the flyers up around the neighborhood and got back to Willie's basement, it was already 2.30, and we hadn't even started putting, putting the actual haunted house together yet. So I had to cut some corners from the original plan. When 3 o'clock rolled around, we looked outside to see if anyone had showed up. Sure enough, there were about 20 neighborhood kids waiting in the line outside Willie's basement. Now, I know the, the our flyers said admission, admission, admission was 50 cents, but I could see that we had a chance to make a killing here. So, I told the kids that the admission was 2 bucks and the 50 cents thing was 10 The first kid to cough up his 2 bucks was Shane Snella. He paid his money and we let him inside and Rolly took our positions at the Hall of Screams. The Hall of Screams was basically a bed with me and Rolly on the either side of it. Rah! Rah! I guess maybe we made the Hall of Screams a little too scary because halfway through, Shane curled up in a ball underneath the bed. We tried to get him to crawl from under there, but he wouldn't budge. I started thinking about all the money we were losing with this kid clogging up the hall of screams and I knew we had to get him out of there quick. Eventually, Lily's dad came downstairs. At first, I was happy to see him because I thought he could help us drag Shane from under the bed and get our haunted house cracking again. But Rolly's dad wasn't really in a helpful mood. Rolly's dad wanted to know what what we were do- doing and why Shane Snella was curled up under the bed. We told him the basement was a haunted house and that Shane Snella actually paid for us to do this to him. But Roy's dad didn't believe us. I admit, if you look around, it didn't really look like a haunted house. All we had time to put together was the hollow streams in the Lake of Blood, which was just Roy's old baby pool with half a bottle of ketchup in we tried to show Rolly's dad our original plan to prove that we were running a legitimate operation, but he still didn't seem convinced. And to make a long story short, that was the end of our haunted house. The good news is... The good news is, since Rolly's dad didn't believe us, he didn't make us refund Shane's money. So at least we put two bucks today. Sunday, 
really ended up getting grounded for the whole haunted house and yesterday and he's not allowed to watch TV for a week and he's not allowed to have me over at his house during that time. That last part really isn't fair because that's punishing me and I didn't even do anything wrong. And now where am I supposed to play my video games? Anyway, I felt kind of bad for Rolly. So tonight I tried to make it up for him. I turned on one of Rolly's favorite TV shows and I did a play-by-play over the phone so he could kind of experience it that way. I did my best to keep up with what was going on on the, on the screen. But to be honest with you, I'm not sure if Rolly was getting the full effect. I bet this part's gonna be funny! Alright, it was funny. Tuesday. Well, Rolly's grounding is finally over. And just in time for Halloween, too. I went up to his house to check out his costume, and I have to admit, I'm a little jealous. Rolly's mom got him this night costume that's way cooler than his costume from last year. His night outfit came with a helmet and a shield and a real sword and everything. I still, I've never had a store-bought costume before. I still haven't figured out what I'm going to go as tomorrow night, so I'll probably just throw something together at the last minute. I figure I'll bring the toilet paper mummy back again. But I think it's supposed to rain tomorrow night, so that might not be the smartest idea. In the past few years, the grown-ups in my neighborhood have been getting cranky about my lame costumes, and I'm starting to think it's actually having an effect on the amount of candy I'm bringing in. And what are you supposed to bring? A cowboy. Double baseball hats. But I don't really have time to put together a good costume because I'm in charge of planning out the best route for me and Rolly to take tomorrow night. This year, I've come up with a plan that'll score us at least twice the candy we scored last year. Halloween. About an hour before we were supposed to start trick-or-treating, I still didn't have a costume. At that point, I was seriously thinking about going as a cowboy for a second year in a row. But then Mom knocked at my door and handed me a pirate costume with an eye patch and a hook and everything. Well, he showed up around 6 wearing his night costume but it didn't look anything like it looked yesterday. Rolly's mom made all these safety improvements to it, and you couldn't even tell what he was supposed to be anymore. She cut out a big hole in the front of his helmet so he could see better. She covered him all up in this reflective tape, and she made him wear this winter coat under everything, and she replaced his sword with a glow stick. I grabbed my pillowcase, and me and Rolly started to head out, but mom stopped us before we could get to the door. I want you to take Manny with you. Man, I should have known there was a catch when Mom gave me that costume. I told Mom there was no way we were taking Manny with us. Because we were going to hit 152 houses in three hours. And plus, we were going on Snake Road and it was way too dangerous for a little kid like Manny. I should have never mentioned that last part. Because the next thing I knew, Mom was telling Dad that he had to go along with us to make sure we didn't step a foot outside our neighborhood. 
Dad tried to squirm out of it, but once Mom makes up her mind, there's no way you can change it. Before we even got down our own driveway, we ran into our neighbor, Mr. Mitchell, and his kid, Jeremy. So, of course, they had to tap along with us. Manny and Jeremy wouldn't go trick-or-treating in any houses with spooky decorations on them. So, that pretty much ruled out every house on our block. Then, Mr. Mitchell started talking about football or something, and then every time one of them wanted to make a point... They stopped walking. So we were pretty much hitting about one house every 20 minutes. After a couple of hours, Dad and Mr. Mitchell took the little kids home. I was glad because that meant me and Rolly could take off. My pillowcase was almost empty and I wanted to make up as much time as possible. A little while later, Rolly told me he needed to take a tiny break. I made him hold off for another 45 minutes, but by the time we got to my grandma's house, it was pretty clear that if I didn't let Rolly use the bathroom, it was gonna get messy. So I told Rolly if he wasn't back outside in one minute, I was gonna start helping myself to his candy. After that, we headed back out on the road, but it was already 10.30, and I guess that's when most grown-ups decide that Halloween is over. You can kind of tell because that's when they start coming to the door in their pajamas and giving you the evil eyes. We decided to head home. We made up a lot of time after Dad and Manny left, so I was pretty satisfied with how much candy we took in. When we're halfway home, the pickup truck came. This pickup truck came roaring down the street with a bunch of high school kids in it. The kid in the back was holding a fire extinguisher, and when the truck passed by us, he opened fire. I have to give Rolly credit because he blocked about 95% of the water with his shield. And if he hadn't done that, all our candy would have gotten soaked. When the truck drove away, I yelled out something I regretted about two seconds later. We're calling the cops! The driver slammed down the brakes and he turned his truck around. Me and Rolly started running, but those guys were right on our heels. The only place I could think of that was safe was Grandma's house, so we cut through a couple backyards to get there. Grandma was in bed already, so I, but I know she keeps the key under her under the mat on her front porch. Once we got inside, I looked out the window to see if those guys had followed us, and sure enough, they did. I wouldn't trick them into leaving. I tried to trick them into leaving, but they wouldn't budge. Well, I guess we're safe in our own house. You can't get us. After a while, we realized teenagers were just going to wait us out. We decided we were going to have to spend the night at Grandma's. That's when we started getting cocky and making monkey noises at the teenagers and whatnot. Well, at least I was making monkey noises. I was kind of making owl noises, but I guess the general idea. Ew, ew, ee, ee, ah, I called mom to tell her we were going to crash at grandma's for the night, but mom sounded really mad on the phone. She said it was a school night and we had to get home right this instant, so that means we're going to have to make a run for it. Ugh. I looked out the window and this time I didn't see the truck. I knew those guys were hiding somewhere just trying to draw us out. 
So we snuck out the back door, hopped over Grandma's fence, and ran all the way in snake mode. Figured our chances were better because there aren't any street lights. Snake Road is scary enough on its own without having a truckload of teenagers hunting you down. Every time I saw a car coming, we dove into the bushes. Must have taken us half an hour to get a hundred yards. But believe it or not, we made it all the way home without getting caught. Neither one of us let our guard down until we got into my driveway. But right then, there was an awful scream, and we saw a big wave of water coming toward us. Man, I forgot all about Dad. And we totally paid the price for it. Whoops. (laughs) When me and Rolly got inside, we laid our candy on the kitchen table. We could only salvage a couple of the mints that were wrapped in cellophane and toothbrushes Dr. Garrison gave us. I think next Halloween, I'll just stay home and mooch on some Butterfingers from the bowl Mom keeps on the top of the refrigerator. November. I'm gonna like three more, four more days. Okay. Okay. November. Thursday. On the bus ride into school today, we passed Grandma's house. Oh, it got rolled with toilet paper last night, which I guess is no big surprise. I feel a little bad because it looked like it was gonna take a long time to clean up. But on the bright side, Grandma's tired and so she probably doesn't have anything to do today (laughs) Wednesday in third period Mr. Underwood our phys ed teacher announced that the boys will be doing wrestling unit for the next six weeks if there's one thing about most boys in my school are into it's professional wrestling so mr underwood might as well set off a bomb lunch comes right after phys ed and the cafeteria was a complete madhouse i don't know what the school was thinking about having a wrestling unit but i decided i don't want to get twisted into a pencil for the next month and a half i better do my homework for this wrestling business so I rented a couple of video games to learn some moves, and you know what? After a while, I was really starting to get the hang of it. Does this ring? Yes? No? Help! In fact, the other kids in my class had a better lookout, because if I keep this up, I could be a real threat. Then again, I better make sure I don't get too good. This kid named Preston Mudd got named Athlete of the Month for being the best player in the basketball unit. So they put his picture up in the hallway. It took people about five seconds to realize how peen mud sounded when he said it out loud. And after that, all over for Preston. Pee mud, pee mud. Thursday. Well, I found out today the kind of wrestling Mrs. Underwood is teaching is completely different from the kind on TV. First of all, we have to wear these things called singlets, which look like those bathing suits they used to wear in the 1800s. And hitting them all, and second of all, there are no pile drivers or hitting people over the heads with chairs or anything like that. 
There's not even a ring with ropes around it. It's basically just a sweaty mat that smells like it's never been washed before. Mr. Underwood started asking for volunteers so he could demonstrate some wrestling holds, but there was no way I was going to raise my hand. No way. Me and Rolly tried to hide out back in the gym with near the gym with curtains, but that's where the girls were doing their gymnastic unit. <laughs> we got out of there in a hurry and we went back to where the rest of the gym guys were. Mr. Underwood singled me out probably because I'm the lightest kid in the class and he could toss me around without straining himself. He showed everyone how to do these things called a half Nelson and a reversal and a takedown and stuff like that. When he was doing this one move called the fireman's carry, I felt a breeze down below and I could tell my singlet wasn't doing any, doing a good job of, of keeping me covered up. That's when I thanked my lucky stars that the girls were on the other side of the gym. Mr. Underwood divided us up into weight groups. I was pretty happy at first because it meant I wasn't going to have to wrestle kids like Benny Wells who can bench press 250 pounds. And then I found out who I did have to wrestle and I would have traded for Benny Wells in a heartbeat. Greg, you're paired up with Fregley here. Fregley was the only light enough kid to be in my weight class. And apparently Fregley was paying attention when Mr. Underwood was giving instructions. Because he pinned me in every way you could imagine. I spent my 7th period getting way more familiar with Fregley than I ever wanted to be. Tuesday. This is the last one I'm going to do. Tuesday. This wrestling unit has totally turned our school upside down. Now kids are wrestling in the hallways, in the classrooms, you name it. But the 15 minutes after lunch where they let us outside is the worst. You can't walk five feet without getting tripped over a couple kids going at it. I just try and keep my distance. And mark my words, one of these fools is going to end up going to roll right onto the cheese and start the cheese touch all over again. My other big problem is that I have to wrestle Fregley every single day. This morning, I realized something. If I can move out of Fregley's weight class, I won't have to wrestle him anymore. So today, I stuffed my clothes with a bunch of socks and shirts to get myself to the next weight class. But I was still too light to I realized I was going to have to gain weight for real. At first I thought I should start loading up on junk food, but then I had a much better idea. I decided to gain weight by muscle, not fat. I've never been all that interested in getting in shape before, but this wrestling unit has really made me rethink. Figured if I bulk up now, I could actually get coming handy down the road. The football unit is coming up this spring, and they split the teams up into shirts and skins. I think they do that to make the out-of-shape kids feel ashamed of themselves. If I can pack up on muscle now, it'll be a whole lot different next April. 
Greg Hefley, you're on skins. Tonight after dinner, I got my mom and dad together and told them my plan. I told them I was going to need some serious exercise equipment and some weight gain power to, powder too. I showed them all these muscle magazines and how this, I got this, I got at the store to show them how ripped I was going to be. Mom didn't say anything at first, but Dad was pretty enthusiastic. I think he was just glad I had a change of heart by how I used to be from when I was a kid. If you work out regularly, you can get big muscles. Muscles are gross. But Mom said if I wanted a weight set, I was going to have to prove that I could stick to my exercise arrangement. She said I could do that by doing sit-ups and jumping jacks for two weeks. I had to explain that the only way I was going to totally get bulked up is the kind of high-tech machines they have at the gym, but Mom didn't want to hear it. Then Dad said if I wanted a bench press, I should keep my fingers crossed for Christmas. But Christmas is a month away and a half away. month and a half away. And if I get pinned by Fregley one more time, I'm going to have a nervous breakdown. So it looks like Mom and Dad aren't going to be any help. And that means I'm going to have to take matters in my own hands. As usual. And that's where we're going to stop for now. Thank you guys for listening. Um, I put down in the description of this episode ways you can voice message me, like, books that you'd like to hear on here, or just shout-out requests. You gotta tell me if you want me to play your recording on here, or... If you just want me to shout out your name or say what you wanted or just let me just consider it, you got to tell me. Um, Thank you guys for listening. I'd love it if you subscribed, maybe gave me some stars, or just gave me a helpful review. Um, Thank you guys again for listening. Hope you guys got a great day. And I'll see you next time. Bye.